and welcome back to the Making the Madness College Basketball Podcast. I am your podcast host, Jonathan Warner, here to recap some of the Champions Classic games, the ACC matchups that took place, and some of the other fun games, upsets that took place these past two days. Here it is a Thursday night. There is really nothing going on in the college basketball sphere, so what I decided to do is bring kind of, you know, a recap of what has transpired thus far in the college basketball season. We're just two days in, only one game for most teams, Uh, and then also after doing that, I will, you know, give you a little bit of a preview to what should be a very fun Friday slate of games. But before we get into anything, I'd like to leave the ask. Please rate, please review. Uh, you know, give me five stars, give me one star if you want to. Uh, just you know, if you give me one star, you know, leave a like something that can be improved on. You know, just starting out here. You know, give me some suggestions. Uh, we're gonna bring on couple guests here lined up, so don't worry about that. Now, into the main part of the show, starting out with the Champions Classic. Uh, number one versus number two this past uh, Tuesday, and it, it was not the prettiest of games. Uh, you know, Cassius Winston kind of struggled, but, you know, the player that took over late in that game, Tyrese Maxey of Kentucky, uh, you know, he he hit that big shot. It was 62-60. You know, the momentum was on Michigan State side. And he pulls up from 25 feet with a minute left in the game, and that essentially seals it, gives Kentucky the win. Uh, you know, what a moment for him on the biggest stage you can be on at this point in the college basketball season in Madison Square Garden. Uh, you know, that's a huge shot for him. Kudos to him for making it. And, you know, good for Kentucky that they're able to eke out a win. Uh, you know, going forward, I think you're not, you're going to see a better version of Michigan State. You know, Josh Langford, I think, you know, based on the reports I'm hearing, you're, you might not see him again this season. But, there's a lot of young, new, inexperienced pieces. You know, Rocket Watts, you know, he didn't look all that good last night. You know, you got Aaron Henry, Xavier Tillman, they could play better. Uh, Same ones with Winston. You know, this Michigan State team, you know, while I guess I peg them as the experienced team as well as many others, you know, there were some question marks with if you took away the trio of Tillman, Henry, and Cassius Winston, there were some question marks going into this one. Uh, and, you know, we didn't get a lot of answers, uh, but, you know, Kentucky answered. You know, Nick Richards did play. I was hearing he was questionable. Uh, he did play. He, he and EJ Montgomery really, you know, were at least solid in the front court. I think both these teams, you're really just going to see better versions of them as the season goes along. 
it you know it's game one you're not while you would like to come out you know guns a blazing uh, like duke did last year you know sometimes you're gonna struggle game one you're you're still working out the key kinks in the rotation uh and so you know you're not, you didn't get the best out of those two teams you certainly didn't get the best out of the first game which was kansas and duke Kansas turns it over 28 times uh, to, I think you could say, lose the basketball game. I thought they were the more talented team. They probably should have won that one. Uh, you know, they were up, I believe, nine at one point. They were up five. You know, this was the turning point in the game. They're up five. They're on a fast break. Ochai Abaji misses a pass to Devon Dotson that would have been an easy layup. Instead, tries to give it to Inaruna. That goes the other way. Matthew Hurt hits a big three. Uh, and then that kind of ignited more of a momentum swing. Cassius Stanley hit made a couple huge dunks, including one to tie the game, where his head was basically above the rim. You know, Cassius Stanley played an excellent game. Trey Jones, you know, got a few steals, was all in Devon Dotson's face. You know, that that's a Duke team that got under the skin of Kansas and really forced them out of what they wanted to do. I didn't think it, this was a Duke team that was all that talented, but they played tougher. They played like, you know, they played like they wanted to win the game more, and they come out on top. Uh, you know, moving forward, Kansas, I mean, they were without their best three-point shooters, so it's hard to judge them too hard on that. Uh, you know, it, it is a loss. They're 0-1, but, you know, I think you 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 will not see the same Kansas team do the same thing if, if this game is played probably in a month. You know, the big question with Kansas was the two-big lineup. And it it really didn't work out offensively, at least this time around. Uh, you know, it wasn't Silvio de Sousa, it was David McCormick, but, you know, it didn't work out for Kansas. Uh, and then, you know, for Duke, you know, they got to continue playing this gritty style of basketball. You know, I don't think they are t as talented as they should be. You know, as they have been in the past, when they can just essentially out talent teams. You know, I don't think they can do that this year. I don't think they can, you know, go into the KFC Yum Center and out talent Louisville. They can't out talent the North Carolinas of the world. Uh, you know, they're going to need to play gritty to get some wins. And certainly they look like they're able to do that at least tonight. Uh, the ACC tipped off with some of their first in-conference matchups on the ACC network. Um, the first matchup, Louisville against Miami. They won at Louisville, won at Miami. You know, just a dominant performance for about first 36 minutes until they kind of let Miami not look make the score look completely terrible. Uh, Jordan Nora had a big game. Uh, you know, this, this Louisville team, they proved Tuesday night that they are capable of and probably should be 
considered one of the national championship contenders. You know, certainly they look good. Uh, the other game, you know, uh, one of the other games, Virginia Tech won at Clemson. You know, this could just be a show that Clemson's not all that good. But, you know, credit to Landers Nolly. He had over 30 points in his freshman debut. Kind of got screwed over by the NCAA last year. You know, they thought he was faking an ACT test, which they obviously couldn't prove. Uh, made him sit out the entire year. But, you know, he shows up tonight, at least Tuesday night, and, you know, proves he is an elite talent. He might be a next-level talent. You know, good for him. Georgia Tech, without DJ Funderburg without Markel Johnson, was able to go into NC State and pick up a big win. You know, good for Georgia Tech. This is a Georgia Tech team that right now I'd say has its best chance to compete for an at-large bid. And that this was an absolutely crucial win for the Yellow Jackets to beat NC State. You know, they got a they needed this win. They needed it right at the beginning of the season to show, you know, that they are a legitimate challenger, you know, to make an NCAA tournament bid. And certainly winning at NC State proves that. I get there's no Markel Johnson. There was no DJ Funderburg. Uh, you know, I'm willing to overlook that, you know, but they picked up a huge win, certainly. Uh, Wake Forest lost at Boston College. Won't go into that too much. Dirk Thornton played very well, certainly, but you know, it's two pretty bad teams. Uh, Notre Dame, you know, was right in the fight late in the game at North Carolina. You know, certainly this Notre Dame team looked really good, but you know, the end story is Cole Anthony. He had 34 points, 11 rebounds, I think five assists. Uh, you know, he he looked all the parts of the freshman sensation that, you know, he was advertised coming in. You know, he looked all the parts of being a legitimate national player of the year contender. Uh, you know, this, this is the Cole Anthony that North Carolina recruited. And, you know, he certainly had, he had all the chops in this one. Uh, big game there. Uh, you know, Pittsburgh picked up a huge win against Florida State. They needed this one, you know, just to secure, you know, a win is a huge thing for this Pittsburgh program. You know, Xavier Johnson obviously played really well. Uh, you know, when you're looking at Florida State, you know, I was expecting MJ Walker to really take a step forward. He did not. Devin Vassell, you know, he had like a six-minute spurt where he scored, I believe, 14 points. He didn't score again. You know, that's obviously an issue for Florida State. Uh, Trent Forrest looked good, but, you know, I I will say, you know, if MJ Walker is going to be the inconsistent performer that he, you know, has been the previous two years and not take the step forward, you know, this Florida State team's ceiling is certainly very limited. Uh, the other big game, Virginia went into Syracuse. 
held them to 34 points. Uh, Kihei Clark finished with 10 points, 11 rebounds, 7 assists. You know, Kihei Clark played really well uh, for this Virginia team as they won on the road. You know, this is a Syracuse team. This was a terrible matchup for Syracuse going playing against one of the best defensive teams in the sport. And while, you know, I'm not going to sit here and, you know, say all the Virginia questions are, you know, solved. But they certainly proved that they can win games on the defensive end. I get it with Syracuse. Syracuse is not going to be that good. I don't know if they're even a bubble team. But, you know, it's still a road win at the Cuse early in the season. That's at least promising for Virginia. Uh, some other games. Ohio State beat Cincinnati by 8 in the Battle of Ohio. Uh, it was kind of a sloppy game. I don't think Ohio State scored for the first six minutes, but, you know, they eke out a win. Great play uh, from Kyle Young. He certainly played well, but really no one else for Ohio State had an outstanding performance. But still, despite that, they were able to pick up, you know, a nice win against a Cincinnati team that, you know, probably is a tournament team. And that's always beneficial. Uh UCLA was in a tight one. They eke out a win against Long Beach State. You know, good for Mick Cronin, I guess. Uh, Mark Fox and Cal defeated Pepperdine on Tuesday. Uh, you know, they were underdogs in that game. They come out on top. That's obviously, you know, at least a good sign. I wouldn't say it's groundbreaking, but, you know, at least they're above 500. Some big upsets that took place. On Tuesday, Grand Canyon lost to Davenport. That's obviously not ideal. You know, Grand Canyon, th this was supposedly the year to compete with New Mexico State. Uh, you know, I think we keep saying that every year, but certainly losing to Davenport is not a good start to that. Uh, the Nate Oates era, you know, in ended in an 81-80 to loss to Penn. I get Penn is a really you know good mid-major program. Maybe the team they probably are the team to compete with Harvard atop the Ivy League this year. But still, Alabama, you need to win against Penn. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. You have to beat Penn. You know to be a top twenty-five team, or you know this this is a loss that you know on Selection Sunday. You know, you could be saying, well, if they win this game, they are in the NCAA tournament. You know, you look at Texas last year. If they beat Radford instead of losing by one, they are in the NCAA tournament. But, you know, for Alabama, they need to pick up that win. They did not. You know, and this could come back to bite them. Uh, the Fred Hoiberg era, obviously... Uh, you know, high expectations. Uh, very bad performance, though. They lose to UC Riverside in the first game of the Fred Hoiberg era. This rebuild, you know, looks like it could be longer than many expected. You know, going forward, you know, I think Hoiberg will bring in some talent. 
he will, you know, at least get them to a tournament within, I'd say, the next five years. But, you know, obviously not the way you want to start things. Uh, so coming up next, we will, you know, go over some of the Friday slate of games. So stay tuned. This episode is brought to you by MakingTheMadness.com. Going to MakingTheMadness.com, you can receive daily bracketology, daily against the spread picks, weekly power rankings, and more. Don't forget to go to MakingTheMadness.com to see all the good content and more. Welcome back to the Making the Madness podcast. So what I've decided to do is go through some of Friday's games. We will start with the Armed Forces Classic. It will be Washington. It will be Baylor. They're playing in Alaska. You know, this is an intriguing matchup. You know, you got the two bigs inside, Isaiah Stewart, uh, Jaden McDaniels. Those two are certainly awesome. Uh, you know, but you got Tristan Clark on the other side who, you know, did play well on Tuesday, but you know, he's looking to reshow that he's one of the top big men in the sport. Uh, this is an intriguing game. I am going to lean Baylor. I think they're the better team. They're the more experienced team. Uh, you know, give me the Bears in that one. I will buy all the Baylor Bears stock you're offering. Uh, Illinois at Grand Canyon. We were talking about how you know Grand Canyon lost to Davenport. This is an opportunity for a redemption game. Maybe show that you know maybe they are a really good team. This is also a tough road environment for Illinois. You know they barely beat Nickel State. Now probably they d- didn't play all that good for three minutes. I haven't really watched any game tape about that, but certainly you know not a good sign. We could see an upset there. I wouldn't be surprised either way, really, with that one. Uh, playing over in China, the Pac-12 will send just two teams. It will be Arizona and Colorado. Uh, you know, a great experience for both those teams to you know, get an opportunity to go over the seas. Uh, you know, I, you know, Colorado is one of those teams that you know a lot of people are ranking. You know, higher because they're essentially running it back. Uh, I'm not completely sold on Colorado, but I think they will at least be a tournament team. Uh, but, you know, Arizona State, I also have as a tournament team. You know, they have an elite point guard in Remy Martin. I would probably lean Colorado to win the game, but certainly, you know, Arizona State winning would not shock me at the very least. Uh, an interesting mid major game. You have Vermont playing at St. Bonaventure. You have Anthony Lamb. You know, I think he should be in action. He was questionable for this one. He should be in action. We'll see if he can you know, lead Vermont to a big win. This is the type of win Vermont needs to you know, build now large resume. Uh, we'll certainly see if they can build one, at least you know, complete step one of the at-large process. And that one, uh, Davidson playing at, or they're playing Auburn in Annapolis. Uh, you know, certainly that one's going to be close. You know, you got an experienced Davidson team. You have an Auburn team, Auburn team with, you know, a lot of moving parts. Uh, 
lose their top three scores from last season's team. We shall see if Auburn, you know, can pull together. But, you know, I'm personally going to take Davidson in this one. Uh, you know, you got some bye games. You have Colorado State at Duke, uh, Eastern Kentucky at Kentucky. You can see Greensboro at Kansas. You should see the three Blue Bloods win there. Uh, North Carolina is playing at UNC Wilmington. A road test for them. I think they should eke out a win. I expect all four of the Blue Bloods to, you know, figure out a way to win. So thank you for joining the third edition of the Making the Madness podcast. We'll be on back this weekend. You know, break down a couple of the games from the week. I should have a guest on. So thank you for joining and have a nice day.